Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. The Mustang, Northview Hustler, and dropping out was Let's Catch Me If You Can. Third quarter, 28-4. Max Shard on the outside, throws it down to LL Cool J, and he drives to a narrow lead. Black Sedan's third, turn it up, is starting to pick up. Max Shard into the home straight, leading from LL Cool J. Turn it up, gets to third, then Black Sedan's. Max Shard in front, turn it up, charging. Max Shard, turn it up. Max Shard takes it. Max Shard beat, turn it up. LL Cool J, Black Sedan's fourth. Yeah, pretty popular Quinella there, Chris Barsby. That was a flashing red from last Saturday night. Just on that second horse, he's just going. He'd run through a brick wall at the moment, the way he's going, isn't he? Turn it up. Gee, he was good. Strong yes. past the line. Steve. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. He was terrific there. They're both first and second are really good. Uh, Max Shard absolutely flying. There's an interesting backstory I just want to dig a little deeper with, with Max Shard. Since he's been here in Australia with the McCarthys, I just want to find out a little bit more about Max Shard. You're right. Turn it up. He's absolutely flying. And I'm reliably informed he won't start again until the Redcliffe Cup, the Group 1 feature, at the end of this month. So he'll have about three weeks between runs, and then he'll go straight to the Redcliffe Cup. But uh, absolutely flying, and it's great to see coming off cover as well. We all know how much gate speed he's got, but to see him driven in the manner mm. where he's currently been driven at his past couple, that's really encouraging with those big races just around the corner. How are all these horses off the stand the other night, Chris, in the, in the flashing red? They all got away pretty well, all these fancied runners. Yeah, they were good, Steve. Uh, all of them were really good. Max Shard, uh, two starts now at Albion Park, uh, both from the stand. Both times he's got away really well. Turn it up was away well. Black Sedan's probably just a little chancy of those, uh, you know, major players in that race. But uh, no, overall, all really good and safe at the start. Just chasing our first guest for the show. I think you've got Luke McCarthy. Have you coming on board soon, Chris? Yeah, well, there's a lot to talk mm. about with Luke McCarthy, as you wouldn't, uh, as you wouldn't expect, Steve. Max Yard, there's a, a, a story that I want to dig a little bit deeper with. Spirit of St. Louis is back at the trials on Friday, trial between uh, or before the first race. So great to see him back in action. The Honey Queen, that really classy mare from the stable, she was in that same trial. Jillaby Kung Fu is going to trial between races later today. And I want to find out a little bit more about AG's White Sox, the, the grand old performer from New Zealand, who's now joined their stables as well. They've got two key runners today. I need you now, the Mayor and Mr. Ibiza. They're both likely to start favourite and odds on. But just little queries with both of those horses. And they've produced a new one this Saturday night for... Brisbane people for the first time this Saturday night. Soho Almasi comes to town. She's a great performer, Group 1 winner in Sydney, and she's going to make her local debut on Saturday night. So there's a lot to talk about, and hopefully Luke will mm. be able to join us very shortly. Yeah, we're just having a few problems getting through. We're going to grab Darren Garrard Gar uh, as well. Uh, just before we get to Darren, that Hemsworth, Chris, I saw it win the first race. It's going, it just keeps going, you know, obviously jumping up in grade and keeps doing the job at the moment, Hemsworth. Started even money there the other night. Probably no horse in Brisbane, uh, Steve, going better than this guy right now. His past two wins, he's made it three in a row now on Saturday night with his latest victory, but the past two have been absolutely sensational. Uh, come from behind victories both times, brilliant two starts ago. Equally as good there on Saturday night, despite going up in great. Now, I'm sure Connections have got a few issues uh, to, to sort out with Hemsworth. I'm sure North America's calling, but being a four-year-old, and what's coming up over the next month, they've got a few hard decisions they've got to make. Do they 
you know, uh, cave in and, and, and go to the temptations of selling to North America? Or do they keep him for that extra month and try and win some of these big ones? Patrons Purse, Queensland Sun, who knows, maybe in the, even the Rising Sun. Uh, are obvious targets for Hemsworth, but he is mm. absolutely airborne, that is. I bet some of the Phillies are disappointed that he's a gelding. Um, Darren Garrard is with us now, Chris. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, you've got a number of key runners today, and your stable is low-flying at the moment as well. Uh, I want to start with race four, number six, Mullum Steffi. This is a very talented trotting mare. She's very lightly raced, but she, she's got... Great ability. There's no question about it. Yeah, definitely, Chris. She's, um, she's shown that um, she had ability, but she had to front up against the big one on last Tuesday, and she did an awesome job. So she, that was her hopefully... first... Sorry? Sorry, you go. I was going to say, that was her first start since September, and as you outlined, she went from age group racing up against uh, all comers there last Tuesday, and she did a super job. Oh, she went fantastic, Chris. She bungled the start a bit, but, um, yeah, she found the line really well. She's, um, she's a bit exciting, actually. How much improvement is there to come from what we saw last week to today? Oh, I would think quite a bit. Um, as long as she behaves herself and her manners are good, yeah. I, yeah, I think um, she will improve a hell of a lot on that run. Are you confident that she'll get away a lot quicker than what she did last week? Yeah, I think so. Like, it was the first ever time over 2,600. She had to stand over next to the wall. She's never done that before. All her starts have been 2,100. She's never been in a full field before. I think the biggest field she's ever raced in was five. So it was all new to her, but she picks things up pretty quick. So I'm pretty confident she'll be fine. Okay. Coming back in distance today, how big of an advantage do you think that will be back at the 2,138 metres? Um, yeah, I think so. She tried against the paces um, both times. And I think um, the first trial, I think she um, she slipped home the last quarter in 28. So I don't think, uh, I think the 2,100 and the speed will be good for her. What, what do you do with her, Darren, going forward? She's a four-year-old mare, six starts, three wins. Uh, is there any sort of target with her this campaign? Um, not as yet, Chris. To tell the truth, I haven't really looked, but we're just not sure. We'll just um, give her a few runs and get her some experience and see how she improves and then um, go from there. But, like, you know, she sort of... She's come back as a 59, which is... a uh, a very hard mark. So, but we'll just see what happens. But I guess right. in national rating, you're a 59 all around Australia. So wherever you go, you're still in the same grade. So, yeah. so we'll just look after her and poke around and see what happens. She might go for a spell again and come back and target races later on. Okay. Well, that's race four, number six, Mullum Steffi, a talented young trotter. Race five, number two, despondent. He comes up with a good draw. How important was that for him today? Oh, it's, it's been what he's been waiting for, Chris, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Like, his horse is absolutely low floor. And I think he, I think, think he clocked 54 at a piece his last half last week and never got clear. And the run before, he never got clear. He's not a strong horse, but he can trail a helmet and he can finish off very quickly.
Okay, so he's got a good draw today. Is there yeah. a chance that he could be able to lead because he does get off the gate quick? Oh, yeah, I'd say Angus will be, um, be charging out anyway and then make up his mind what he wants to do from there. He did win a quali one night in front on at Albion Park, so... Yeah. Well, well, the key runner in that race is the mare. I need you now. But she's hard to gauge, that mare. She hasn't really fired in the three Sydney runs. She was, you know, safely held in that trial last week. So it's it's very much uh, unknown about that favourite. I need you now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we'll just um, take our luck and um, go from there. All right. Well, that's despondent. Let's go across to race seven. Here's another horse that you've got low flying. Tatsai Beach. He's looking for four on the bounce here today. Yeah, he's a, um, I think he's a very, very nice horse, Chris. It's just um, we missed a lot of work with the flood. And we, he would have been in the APG Gold Bullion three-year-old, but we missed all that. So he's just come up now, and we'll see how he goes today and then decide whether what we target. But he's, I think he's New South Wales bred as well, so he might um, target the, the Breeders' Challenge later in the year or something like that. Okay. Now, being a three-year-old, and if he scores again today, is there any temptation about some of these derby races coming up? Yes and no. It's just that he's so green, but then Angus, Angus has yet to um, to pull the ears on him yet. So, you know, I, I don't know. If he keeps improving, he wins today, and, and he pulls up good, well, yeah, we may look at those races first. And given his recent form surge, is it just a maturity thing, Darren? Because when you look at him, you lay eyes on him. He's a big, gangly type. So is it all about him just building into his own body? Yep, yep. That's what it's all about. Like, as a two-year-old, Darren and Kylie had him. He raced in the APG races, but he was big and gangly and didn't really know where to put his feet. So, But he's come back this time and, um, you know, he's, um, he's doing a great job. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, he was an APG purchase, as you mentioned. Was he expensive? No, I think um, $7,000, Chris. That's a bargain, no doubt about it. Certainly uh, was. Speaking of bargains, what about this last horse that you're sending around today? Race 10, number 7, Classy Washington. A former Kiwi, three starts, three wins. A month between runs, was that by design or is that just the way things played out with him? No, it's by design, Chris, because of the races. Because all of a sudden he went from a, a 50 to a 58, whatever he is. It's sort of it's hard um, trying to find races for him. And we just didn't want to push him too hard. So we just gave him a few days off and then brought him back and trialled him last week. And he trialled absolutely terrific. Um, Angus said he just felt awesome. So... Hopefully, it's drawn bad today, but he's got an amazing turn of foot. It's just, like in New Zealand, he was driven more as a stayer, but he, his speed is just um, terrific. Okay, well, so he'll get back from that wide draw and you're, you're just ha- happy to see him sort of hitting the line like he's been doing? I hope so, yeah, and if we can get a card into it, you know, I'll leave that. How he gets driven is all up to Angus. Um he does perform. He knows what he's got to do. So, but you know, I think he said Angus said he, his trial last week. He ran home in last quarter in twenty six something. So, you know, that's um, it's pretty quick. So, of those four runners today, and all all look like they've got some sort of hope. Which one are you most confident about? Outside Beach, I think. 
Okay, race seven, number two. I've got to ask about the stable star, the Trotter Surf Fahrenheit, reigning Queensland Trotter of the Year. He's back in action on Saturday night, third run back. He's drawn out in six, mobile start. Is Saturday night going to be his night? I hope so. I hope so. He's going really well, Oz. Um, you know, he had his first run, and then he was a, a fortnight into last week, maybe in 55, and he just um, just got tired on the line, but he had to work a bit hard early. But he's come along really well. So, yeah, we're really happy with him. And um, hopefully we can just keep improving without having him super fit before he goes into the DJA because we've got two heats in the final, hopefully. So we don't want to have him totally wound up at this stage. Is he still the stable star, or is Classy Washington or Cat's Eye Beach starting to press? Oh, not sure. He's really he's the stable favourite because <laughs> he's done such a great job. But um, it's hard to compare Trotters with with the Pacers, but he certainly works with the Pacers, and he's just a great old horse. He's a quirky old fellow, but but he's um, yeah, he's done a real good job since he's been here. Well, the stable's going well. Four excellent chances today, and the stable star stepping out on Saturday night. Really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Thanks, Chris. Darren Garrard joining us. Cat's Eye Beach today, Chris. $3.30 uh, with Tab Fix. If you want to uh, cop the tip there, uh, race 7 2, 3.30 Tab Fix. Luke McCarthy's with us now, Chris. Luke, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Max Shard, uh, able to go back-to-back, uh, -back, uh, track record first I mean, up, and then he claimed the up flashing red there on Saturday night. He's absolutely flying. He must be thrilled. Yeah, he's come back really good, this preparation. Chris, he, his form was good in Sydney. He went 149 at Wagga and put in a couple of really good runs at Menangle, and then he's carried that form to Queensland. And we brought him up early, you know, to go in that stand last week to make him eligible for the flashing red and the Redcliffe Cup, so it's worked out really well, and um, hopefully he can hold that form for the rest of the Winter Carnival. He came across from the stables of Barry Purden. and there was always, you know, a really good rap on Max Shard. His record over there was fantastic. I think it was placed in an Inter-Dominion Grand Final. But soon after arriving, there was a little bit of an issue that you were able to pick up with Max Shard. Yeah, well, when Barry sent him over, he was having a lot of problems with him, and he just said he's... He's just always a little bit off in front and just couldn't figure it out and, you know, done some bet work on him and all the rest of it. And we brought him over and swum him and mucked around with him. He came out run third and he did the Miracle Mile. was unlucky. And he, the next week he came out and won the free-for-all, the group one on Miracle Mile night. And, but he still just, something was just niggling at him. So we ended up doing MRI and he had, it wasn't a fracture, but it was like a crack in his navicular bone. Um you know, hadn't fractured through, so we just we completely stopped box resting for four months, swam in for another three months, and then brought him back into proper work. So it was a twelve month project, but look, his foot's perfect now. He's as sound as he's ever been, and and he's racing really good. Mm, that must be very satisfying, then. Yeah, especially a horse like that. You know, he's got the ability, and you know, at, at the top. Well, they've got to be sound anyway, especially at that top level, and um. You know, it, it was a 12-month sort of project, but it, it's worked, and, you know, we're having a lot of fun with him. Yeah. And what about with Barry Purden? Uh, I know uh, Katrina's still in the ownership. Barry hasn't been in the best of health of late. Uh, would he be thrilled with these results? Yeah, they're thrilled. And, you know, Barry and Katrina and their partners still own the horse, and 
get a lot of get a good thrill out of him winning any race, especially these good ones. Barry had a hip replacement and had a few problems, so he texted me and said, yeah, that was a great pick-me-up, so no, they're really enjoying it. Will he start again before the Redcliffe Cup? Yeah, he can have a run in the free-for-all next week at the Lucky Creed, I think it is. Um, just to have a run, you know, tighten him right up for the Redcliffe Cup. All right. Spirit of St. Louis, you started him on, uh, on Friday before that meeting with a, a trial. Did he deliver? What were you expecting? Uh, what, were, what was the outcome from that trial? Yeah, really happy. He, he went exactly what I thought he'd go. Um, yeah, he had a good break and just worked up. So 53, 26, 8 home was just nice, not too hard. And he'll trial again on Friday. And then we'll map out a race program for him after that. Okay. The Hunting Queen was in that trial. Is she the best mare that you've brought up for the carnival this year? Yeah, I think so. Like off the current form, she's you know got good winning form at the angle. She went one fifty there her last start. And she's just a lovely little good racehorse and good speed. So she'll race this week. I'm sure she'll go well, and we'll you know target all the all the good mares races through the carnival. All right, the comeback kid, the Jillaby Kung Fu. He's going to have a trial between races today. Yeah, we're really happy with him. And, you know, it was just an ideal race for him. First up not to have to go against the open company. And he's, you know, we just brought him up very slowly and thought I'd just give him another trial today and then and then look at lining him up, you know, next next Saturday. How do you reckon he'll go, like, going second up into a, a free-for-all race, taking on the big boppers? How do you reckon he's going to handle that? Well, I think uh, class-wise and ability-wise, there's no doubt he'll handle it. And um, it's just a matter of getting match fitness into him you know, so it didn't hurt his feelings when he does have to take on them horses. But look, since that first up run, you can just see how much he's tightened up. And plus the trip up from Sydney to Queensland helped tighten him up a little bit. And he's, he's dead set for odds since he's been up. So, we're, yeah, we're really looking forward to, you know, getting him back on the track again next week. So will it be a solid trial today? Oh, that doesn't have to be too hard, Chris. Just another day out. And, um, yeah. Another trip to the races and all that sort of thing. You don't need to go too too hard, but just a, a day out for him. We're doing good, I think. Okay. AG's White Sox, has he arrived? He's in Sydney. Um, we just want to give him a week, 10 days, just to settle in in Sydney. And, you know, we'll just assess how we where we think he's at. Um, but, look, ability-wise, he's a very good horse. So we'll just poke around with him there for another week or two and and see where he's at, whether we think he's going good enough to come up for the carnival, he can come up. If not, he can just stay in Sydney. Okay. Well, that's AG's White Sox. Just quickly, the two runners today, I need you now. What can punters expect with her? This is going to be her fourth Australian start. Uh, she trialled last week here locally. What are the expectations? Look, I'm expecting her to go really good. She's she's a good mare, and to a defence, when we got her in Sydney, it was a little bit of a rush prep and she'd come up a bit sick. And um, So she did have excuses. So it's not like she's just gone average on, a, on her own accord. So, look, her work's good. She's a high-quality mare. I, I do expect her to go well today. And if she doesn't, I'll be pulling the air out. <laughs> and, and Mr. Ibiza, second up? Yeah, expect a better run from him. Um, just, you know, just I think the different tempo of Valby and Park to Menangley... His work at the angle is really good, and 
um, you know, just a bit of a stop start and he just probably need to come up a bit in his gear and stuff like that. So I think we've ironed him out and I expect him to go really well today. All right. And you scratch cover girl. There, there's no issue there with cover girl, is there? No, we didn't scratch her, Chris. She, in Sydney, it's an eight-point concession for three-year-olds. Um, but in Queensland, it's a five. So apparently, I didn't know, we didn't know that. So we'd numbed her, but, and the handicappers, you know, no, no fault of anyone. They just missed it. She was a point over, so she had to be withdrawn um, only on a point thing. So she's nominated for Friday, Albia Park. Okay, so she's on target for the Queensland Oaks. And another good filly or mare that's uh, making her local debut this weekend is Soho Almazi. Uh, she's a high-quality performer, this one. I love this mare. She's um, good speed. We trained her uh, when she won the Breeders' Challenge as a two-year-old in Sydney. Um, and then she went back to Mick Stanley for the Breeders' Crown and she came up a bit crook and had a fair few problems with her as a three-year-old. So he, she had a really good spell and worked back up and she's, yeah, she's actually seems as good as she ever has. So, yeah, re- really excited to have her back at the races. All right, that looks a perfect start point for her on Saturday night, running from the inside draw. A couple of just uh, uh, quick ones that I wanted to pick your brain about. Bling it on, we spoke with Belinda about a fortnight ago, announcing that he's going to be standing at start. This is a great boost for the uh, the local breeding industry. Oh, for sure, and you know, Queensland harness racing is going so well, and everything that's happening, especially with the the breeding with the and the bon the bonuses you get, like it's it was crazy for us not to at least have one stallion up here, and I think he'd be well supported. He, a lot of a lot of his group one group wins were in Queensland, you know, from the two year old right through to I think when he won that hundred thousand dollar Gold Coast Cup, whatever it was called, when he beat Philadelphia man. So look. You know, he, everyone knows him up here. He's good gated, and plus also the breeders in New South Wales that do support him. They're going to have the option of being New South Wales bred and Hubert. Mm. And the fact that he leaves Phillies plus Colts, uh, he's the all-round package, isn't he? Yeah, well, like he's oldest crops only three, which has produced Madrid and you know, however many individual winners. So he's got the runs on the board, and hopefully they keep keep turning up. Last one that I, want, I wanted to ask you about. Have you been speaking to Andy or Toddy in North America of late? Yeah, I talk to the boys all the time. Um, all right. They're going really well. They're in Canada on the weekend, so all the good races are starting to kick up, and you know, it's pretty exciting times up there. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why I asked that, I, I just wanted to get the vibe on how Toddy's feeling right now. As you said, he went to Canada, had success at Mohawk with Pebble Beach. He looks a really good three-year-old up there. What does he say about Ali Wag Hanover? Is he the best horse in the world right now, pacing-wise? Oh, no doubt. Like, of what he'd done last year was amazing. Like, he just, Brett done a super job with him. Um, he, yeah, he was always a good juvenile, but it, they gelded him, and he he just come back a different horse and, like, a proper racehorse and gate speed, speed, and Todd got on with him so well. So, yeah, they'd be looking forward to another big green circuit with him. Hypothetically, if you pushed on with King of Swing, you even ventured to North America, he'd have to go up against Ellywag. Huh? That'd be a race, wouldn't it? Oh, no doubt, and I got no doubt in the world he'd be every bit as good as him. Um, you know, you see like what Shartin done, and even Ignatius has just done a super job since he's gone up there. The Australian, the best Australian horses now. There's no, there's no gap anymore. So, 
but you'll never see our absolute probably best colts ever go because they're worth too much at stud and to race down here. So, but no, there's there's not much of a, a gap anymore. Like, can I just mm-hmm. ask you, well, how would you compare Spirit of St Louis, who many regard as the best pacer in the, in Australia right now, with a horse like King of Swing? How would you compare the two of them? Well, I think you could only go off watching their last few runs, like current form, like King Drew better than him in the Hunter Cup and Miracle Mall and he won and Lewis run second, but you switch the draws, he sat on him or whatever, maybe he beats him. So at the end of that season, there probably wasn't a hell of a lot between them. I think King was probably tougher, but if Lewis was sitting on him, he has that point-to-point speed, he, he may have been. Mm. Like you mentioned another trial, just tentatively, what you got marked in for him? We'd love to see him again. Obviously, we're very keen to see him race. Oh, he, he's pretty much ready, but just because of the level that he has to come back at, we want to make sure he's 110% ready, if you know what I mean. So mm. he'll trial this week, and then more than likely he'll line up the following Saturday or fortnight later in Brisbane. You'll have at least two lead-up runs before the Sunshine Spring. Yeah, it looked like you had a lap full in that trial. Yeah, he felt really good. He, he's just, he's a cool horse. He's a good racehorse. And, yeah, one more trial, sharpen him up. He'll be ready to go. And, and just on King of Swing, any service fee set as yet? Uh, they, that, almost, Chris, but they're talking. It'll be roughly around that nine, nine or ten grand with discounts and all that sort of stuff. So um, it'll all have to come out pretty soon. We've had a lot of bookings already anyway. Um, but, no, he's going to be very popular. Yep, absolutely. Hey, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside today. No worries. Thanks, mate. Luke McCarthy, yeah. Absolutely. Is there some firepower in that Oh, isn't there what? <laughs> you could talk to Luke all day. He'd be a lovely guy to go to dinner with, wouldn't he? All the McCarthys just to pick their brain. Um, yeah. But tell me more about yeah. this American horse you're talking about, Chris. Ali Wag Hanover mm. is the, the best open-class performer up in North America, trained by Brett Pelling, of course, another... Uh, native Australian, and uh, he's been huge for Brett since uh, he, he decided to go back. Of course, he was the leading trainer in North America for, for years, then decided to take a break, relocated back to Australia, lived in Perth, and then he got the itch and decided to go back to North America, and this is his stable star right now. But he's got a lot of talent, but without doubt, Alleywag Hanover, he is a beast. I think he's gone sub-47. I think he clocked a 46 and change at uh, the Red Mile in Kentucky. So... Toddy's the regular driver for this guy, and as as Luke outlined, uh, they d- made the decision to geld him. So if he was still a stallion, he'd be worth a lot of money, but uh, he's still worth a lot of money, but uh, he's so exciting mm. to watch. So Ali how do you Wag spell Hanover. it, Chris? Had, I'm trying to watch a couple of replays. A-double-L-Y, then W-A-G, Hanover. Hanover, okay. Yeah, Ali Wag Hanover. Yeah. Just with Justin Warwick, uh, he's got a, a chance in a group one. He part owns a horse trained by the Snowdens, of course, uh, um, she's a belter on the weekend. With paces, what's been the best paces he's had over the years, Justin Warwick? Oh, he had some success. Uh, try a fluke. Uh, that would probably be his best horse. Uh, he won a Hunter Cup. I think Brian Hancock drove try a fluke for Justin in, the, in that Hunter Cup. That was a vintage crop too. There was a, a really strong field assembled that year. Um Allwood's Cheap would be another one okay. that uh, Justin had great success with. He was a wonderful trainer of uh, standard breads, uh, dominated there for a period of time before he made the switch to thoroughbreds. But try a fluke, Allwood's Cheap, I would say they're probably his two better ones. Three Half Whites was another one. He won a couple of features with him as well. So had a lot of good success. Thanks for that, Chris. We've still got Racetrack uh, We Ralphie. have too. Better not forget Racetrack Ralphie. Uh, uh, he's with us now. <laughs> I mean... Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, guys. 
Uh, 10 races. We start at 107. Where is the best bet? Uh, we can go early in the day, Chris. We're looking at race two, number five, Odin's Black Crows. Now, this two-year-old, he showed plenty of speed on debut uh, two weeks ago. He flew out the lead in a, an opening split of 27-9, and then he showed good fight when he finished third behind a very promising fillion, uh, Talk Like Motion, and they ran that in 156-1. He should take great experience from that effort, and I think he's going to be uh, proved very hard to catch again today. He's actually a half-brother to uh, another speedster in Will the Wizard. Now, you won't hear me say this too often, but today, go the Crows. <laughs> Righto. So race two, number five, Odin's Black Crows. Well, only what, a couple of weeks ago, you were tipping that talk like motion the, the day uh, that she won. That was in the Breeders' Consolation. So you're obviously keen on that form line, and you've doubled down here with race two, number five, Odin's Black Crows. So... That's our best bet. And as you said, we can get it nice and early and play off our winnings. That's the way. Get in early. And, uh, yeah, you've got the rest of the day to get further in front.